0: Ah, welcome, fellas, 2023, the Sports Dribble Podcast, sponsored by, or powered by even, Sports Rewind Digital. Fellas, how are we? Good, good mate. Morning. What's going happy on? Year. Yeah, to, happy everyone. to you guys. I hope just... this one's better than last. Yeah, mate, off to a
1: good start. How about you guys?
2: It's another day above the ground. It. anytime you have that, that's a, that's a win,
1: your beauty. Where well, yeah. the sun was shining, mate. That's all that matters today,
2: mate. We we caught up
1: over or well, last week and uh
2: <laughs>
0: had a couple of beers and some pizza and opened some baseball cards. And um, you blokes killed it. I think I got a decent rookie card out of the box. What's that's about it?
1: it, though. You got nothing,
0: yeah, got nothing as per usual. Ah, it's been fun.
2: Yeah, it was a bit of fun.
0: What about sports over the holidays, fellas? Anything going
2: on? Uh, well, it's been quiet. I'm just packing the daughter now. She's off to Singleton for a week, uh, playing in an under-15s rep carnival, so representing Central Coast, up in Sing- yep. good old Singleton for a week.
0: You beauty.
2: I'm sure stay, I'll probably up, stay away, Joshy Judge. Yeah. Probably a bit different to the tours we used to do up to Singleton, so... Uh, no, that that'll be the first sort of sport that's been on. The misses played first grade cricket last week. The women all had a sort of like a gala day up at Tugra there on all the turf wickets yep. in terrible conditions, but it was nice to see. On um, that, it's just been watching sport and drinking, so nothing, nothing different. Yeah,
0: plenty of sport. What about you, Randall?
2: Same, mate. I've just been, uh, as you know,
1: laying on the lounge, uh, not not getting around much, and um, yeah. Watching the cricket, that's you it for a, me.
0: You had a bit of spicy cough,
1: mate. I did. Boxing day special. Woke up very unwell and yeah, knocked me around for a week.
0: I reckon it was probably just a five-day hangover.
1: It could have been. It was a fairly uh, fairly eventful Christmas Eve at the pub with all the usuals. So. Fortunately, yeah, they all got away scot-free from it, though. Yeah, The family and I were knocked around, so we had sort of a week there where we really didn't do much.
0: Fair enough. What about yourself, mate? Yeah, mate, the kids have been having a blast. We've been going to the beach most of the time and been swimming. Kids are actually up at Foster or up at their sister's place at the moment and uh, they've been at Foster and Seals Rocks and out on the paddleboard and in the ocean all the time, so they're loving it. I'm just down here. Flying solo. Yeah. Maybe a couple of these tonight, I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> let's um let's kick off uh, 2023 with some tidbits. Now, I know we've had a a bit of a run with some good tidbits, Randall. What have you got for us, mate?
1: Um, mate, talking about some NFL. The season's all wrapped up today, as we know. Defending champs, the LA Rams, have officially lost. The most games as a defending team in NFL history, they had eleven losses this year as defending yeah. champs. That is absolutely terrible.
2: It is. That is shocking to Like normally teams, yeah, like they don't. They often get bad, but that 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 is a saying something. Normally you have a couple of good year run, but yeah. It's not like they lost their whole, their whole team. No, no, that's right. The everything... roster wasn't that much different. No, not at all. No.
0: Well it looks like uh yeah their season's over.
1: They're done.
0: They're going on for sure. How about you, Davo, what do you got for us?
2: I got I got two. Yeah. Uh one on the cricket on Marnus. We all yeah. love Marnus. He's now or I think I was him before this series. He is the most uh the batsman with the most dropped catches off his batting in the history of cricket, in Test cricket. So uh, talk about riding your luck. Like, um, not sure the exact number. I know it's fourteen or more, but drop catches from him. So uh, he's he's doing well in that in that department. Unreal. So odd little odd little stat. And yep. then the other one was on Big Mac, Big Mark McGuire, from nineteen ninety four until the end of his playing career in two thousand and one. Big Mac hit three hundred and fifty four home runs and had three hundred and fifty three singles. Wow! So that's that's quite a quite an effort that to have one more home run than singles.
0: That's awesome. Uh, hey, that's crazy. Why while we're talking about that era, did you see Jose Canseco calling out Aaron Judge?
2: Yeah, uh, home, home run derby for, for softball or derby. something.
0: Yeah, Randall wouldn't know because he doesn't answer my um, Instagram messages. So.
1: <laughs> I, I don't get on there very much, so oh, when absolutely. I do, it's in, it's in bulk.
0: Yeah, you get on and review about 50 that we've sent. Pretty much.
2: Mind you, in Sunbeck and Soko, he still hit one of the biggest home runs ever at Skydome. If yeah. you get the chance just to, to YouTube that, well, him and Maguire, I think they're like fifth deck. Uh, they're at left field in uh, Toronto. So mm-hmm. that's that's worth checking out. Crazy. Guy's a dick, but gee, he could eat a baseball. He
1: <laughs> well, right. could, could score a header too. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Definitely can head one over the crossbar.
0: Absolutely. I heard an NRL one for you from the Broncos. Well, Dennis Camp was so concussed after a game, he rang his ex-girlfriend and told her he'll be home soon and can't wait to see her. She told him to F off and he had a new girlfriend at the time who he didn't tell as he feared she would not believe the effect of his concussion. <laughs> That's an absolute gem, isn't
1: it? Everybody plays. It just shows the old effect of concussion, doesn't it? That you know difference today.
0: I got one more for you. Um, Jim Abbott was born without a right hand, and most people, it's a severe disability. On September, in September 1993, Jim did the impossible and threw a no-hitter for the Yankees against Cleveland. A true warrior. I loved watching him as a kid. It was always, you know, real good value. Uh, But, yeah, that's just crazy, isn't it?
2: It was so good the way he used to be able to sort of just have the glove on his bad hand, throw the ball, then throw the glove back on. But somehow, as soon as the ball came back into his glove, he did this bloody trick or whatever. Next thing you know, ball's in this hand, he's throwing, and the glove's there. It's like, had it down pat, and... Good on him. like, he, And he had a good career, too, and, so, and topped it off with that no-hitter. He,
1: yeah, he did. For sure. All right, fellas. I, I do I do have one more while oh, we're yeah? at it. Go. Talking about, you know, my my idol, Cal Ripken Jr. Never heard of him. As we all Who? know, he was, he was called the Iron Man with his uh, consecutive game streak. Don Mattingly and Kirby Puckett played their entire MLB careers during Cal Ripken Jr.'s Consecutive game streak.
0: That's unreal, isn't it?
1: Two two absolute legends of the game. <laughs> Their careers lasted only part of his consecutive game streak.
0: Ironman, oh, indeed. Not wrong. Fellas, I'm just bringing in uh, our guest. Now, our guest <laughs> tonight is uh, Sean. Sean from Cronulla uh, Baseball. How you going, mate? Good, thanks, mate. How are you going? Yeah, good. Hey, Sean. Hey, boys. Good to have you on, mate. Now, we haven't thanks, talked about the State it. League uh, at all this year, so it would be good to get your insight on how Cronulla's doing and, um, and also a little bit about Sydney Major League this year. Now, you've got a pretty
3: young team, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, average age is probably about 21. That was... Part of the, uh, I guess, the allure for me to to go there in some respects. Um, once Marlon's obviously folded, there was there was um, not a lot of options out there in terms of coaching for me. And Kaz um, reached out and said, hey, mate, do you want to come out and, and be the head coach? Because I'm sick of sleeping in the dugout. Or do I want to go out and sleep and have my have my, have my, <laughs> have my few drinks out there. So, um, yeah, it was appealing. And, and first day was a bit daunting when I got down there. Obviously, new club and that sort of stuff. But um, warming to it now, it's, yeah, it's really good out. Yeah, we've got twenty. I think twenty-one, uh, well, about twenty-one under eighteen players, sort of thing. or they're about. So yeah, it's um, it's a good challenge. But it, it's we're finding our feet, but we're starting to um, improve as the season's gone on, which has been really good fun.
0: Yeah. Now we had um Cambo on earlier on in the year. Uh, he was talking about you know the core of young blokes, a few older blokes as well. Um, pretty important to have those sort of older blokes around. Uh, even if they're not there all the time, um, great to to have them in the team. What sort of impression are, are they, I guess, forming for the for the younger kids?
3: I looked at yeah, I mean Cambo. I mean it's it's um, yeah, unspoken about how good Cambo is in terms of what he does in terms of being a leader. And he's um, I mean you guys have all worked with him, played with him, and and seen what he does in action. He, he's a, he's great around the, the clubhouse and when he's there um obviously at the moment we don't see him as much as we'd like to with his Canberra commitments um but he's um when he's there it's just it's great it's actually when him and Alex Howe are there it's, it's really good because they kind of bounce off each other Howe is a really how he's a really good guy to have around too he's really passionate about about what he does and about you know um obviously inspiring young guys to kind of get the opportunities or get to where he is at he's been at so um yeah it's really good having those two guys around we've also got a couple of American imports who who are good value they they're um they really uh, have taken a lot of the coaching role as well in terms of on-field stuff. Um, so, yeah, we've got four or five really good experienced guys in first grade, which has been great. we just had all the college guys come back and, and jump on board and play four or five games with us. So Blake Cavill played. He was um, he was off the Richter in terms of his hitting. He, um, he was a really big asset for us and... We had um, Brad Griff play a few of the other guys. So it's, it's been really good to have those guys come back and just share their knowledge and work with some of our young guys. We, um, we're really lacking some pitching. Uh, it's a bit deja vu for Marlins, I think, uh, Dave, as you remember, um, especially when Hutto retired and, and stopped throwing his 100 and something pitches for us. Um, but, you know, it's it's, it's um, one of our challenges has been pitching, but having those guys around is, is certainly help, helping the young guys feel, feel that they, c- they can belong in first
2: grade. Yeah, I'm sure you got Buff down there, haven't you? Uh hey? he's been, he he's classed been, as one of these uh, sort of veterans that they all look up to, but it is, it is Buff after all, isn't it?
3: Yeah, it is yeah. Buff. Um, you know what? He's been pretty good too. He's um he's a good team guy, Buff. You know, he'll, he'll yeah. turn up and he'll he'll fit where he's he, he needs to fit. He's, um, yeah, he doesn't like to DH much, but unfortunately sometimes when we have our best, best team there, that's sort of where he fits. But, yeah, he's found a way, he's found a way this year to, to really to help with some big crucial hits for us in first grade. Um, I know last year he was their driving force on the mound. Um, this year he's been a bit sore, so we haven't really got to use him much on the mound. He's thrown a couple of innings here and there that helped us out a little bit. But he's certainly not his dominating self on the mound, which he has been over the last few years. Um, but offensively, he certainly, um, he's, he, you know, he, he's one of those funny enigmas, buffers. he just finds a way to get things done when you don't expect him to. You know, like he'll come up with a really good play or he'll, he'll get a hit when he needs to. He, he made some fantastic plays against Ryan that kind of kept us in the game defensively at third base um, when we beat them down there. And, um, yeah, and he's just, yeah, la- the last few weeks he's been working with really in City. He had struggled early in the year, but, you know, so he got some crucial hits late in the season where we were missing some guys and, um but he just does what he does and he's a good yeah, you know, he, he's not just so much a lead like Cambo and those guys, but he's definitely um his work ethic is beyond reproach when he's there and he yeah, you know, he gives you everything he's got. So he's good value to have around, that's for sure. That's I'm right. A, I'm
1: actually surprised he turns up if Cambo's not there. Yeah. But... He, do, he does he does <laughs> hang out of his ass, you know, like
3: <laughs> This is true too. Yeah, that we did I did question the first time Campbell wasn't there when the buff was gonna come, but no, no, he's has Norma yes.
1: been turned up? Because if Norma turns up, then Wolf would probably follow him too. So no, no, it's one, no, it's one no, or the no. other.
3: <laughs> no, no, Norma. Unfortunately, no, no. So Wolf's becoming a bit more independent these days. He's getting older now, I guess. So he's um he's finding a way to do things by himself. So, but no, he's been he's been great. He's 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 a really good team guy, and he's great to have around the club because he he just he can you can play in multiple positions. You know, you can throw him in the outfield, you'll get out there and do it, and play him at third base, first base, and. He's been um, he's pretty valuable. And I know last year, yeah, Cav raved about how good he was in terms of, yeah, he was his favourite player because he just came up with a lot of things in crucial situations. Um, and the same for us this year so last, the last game he had to play second grade because we just had all the college guys back and he wasn't real happy about it in terms of which is you know, a good indication of, of both because he wants to compete but he played second grade, had a good day and then sat around on first grade bench and then came in late in the game so yeah, it just shows what sort of guy he is and what character he has and, and you know, the fact he just still wants to compete at the highest level unfortunately uh, he, him and you know a handful of others are the only ones that want to keep competing at the highest level and I, you know, I commend him for that um, from the Central Coast that's for sure
2: and how, how is the standard uh, these days down there? It's like, who, who are the strong teams? Who are the weak teams? Like, as you say, we haven't talked much, uh, Sydney Major League. So who's who's doing well? Who's sort of got some work to do? Like, we know what happened with Marlins. And that's probably another half hour, an hour if we have it. But um, who's, who's looking the goods down there?
3: It's a good question, Dave. I, the, the standard kind of—I don't know—fluctuates a little bit, you know. Over the last few years, I've seen it sort of drop a little bit, then get up a little bit. Um, obviously, around the ABL time, it, it certainly—it um, certainly evens the competition out a little yeah. bit because a lot of the clubs, like Blacktown, for example, you know, they just dominate early in the season with all their pitching because you know a lot of the guys that they have on their roster from the from the ABL. Um, so you know, it's really tough to score runs against them when they're at full strength. Um, but yeah, the ABL certainly. I think dilutes the competition, the standard of the competition. And honestly, to be honest with you, I think having you know four grades still dilutes the competition. I think there's just not enough players anymore to to sustain having four grades in each club. If we really want mm. to talk about lifting the bar of the competition, and I've spoken to Pops and yeah a few other guys from other clubs, and, and they sort of yeah kind of agree that we, yeah at some point we have to dilute the number of players if we really want to have the sustainable competition that we want that we should be having as as a state league. You know, it should be should be the pinnacle. Um, Unfortunately, sometimes, like some games, yeah, you know, some games this year have been really high class. You know, when we play in Blacktown, you got um, Josh Guyer and Grattan and those guys rolling out. And then we had Howe and Campbell and, and all those guys rolling it, it's, it's great baseball. Um, but, you know, there's, you know, we, we miss, you know, we miss Howie three or four games a year because he's working with the Fieries or, you know, Cambos off with, you know, camera duty. So the, the standard kind of just roller coasters a little bit. Um, I don't think it's probably as strong as it may have used to be consistently. Um, Especially the lower grades, but first grade, yeah, first grade is still pretty competitive and still pretty good. Um, At the moment, MacArthur is sort of um, shining at the moment in first grade, and um, it's kind of interesting. I didn't think they'd perform quite as well this year as they have in the past. You know, Jace retired, and um, I thought that might sort of just stagnate their their progress a little bit. Mitchell also did a really good job down there this year, and they're, yeah, they're still right up there, and like they're, they're not. They're not later with a whole bunch of like ABL guys or anything like that, but they've got a bunch of young, real, really good young guys. They've got some good arms and they've got, you know, a little bit of hitting and they compete really well. You know, you just, you just never, um, you can never lay, lay thinking you've beat them because they're always at you. Um, yep. We got them this Saturday night actually in a makeup game and we're both, we're both going to be struggling for numbers, I think. So it'll be interesting to see how we go with that game. And and um yeah, we're we we're, we're in the, the the mix for that fourth spot at the moment. So it's a big game against them this Saturday. So if we can get that, you know, we we give ourselves a shot still to kind of compete in those last few rounds to give ourselves a shot to make the top four. If we do that, I think we're going to be right in. Especially with will back on the mound for us and and all those boys back. But yeah, so um, Macarthur are coming first, I think um, Borco and Blacktown are kind of flip flopping between second and third,
2: um, and Which- rides. Always been the case with them. Always
3: been the case, and Borco's probably. I think Borco's probably got the club that's probably the most. Um Yeah, but as a club, they're not probably as good as they've been in the last few years. Their second, third grade, 18s, their 80s 18s are undefeated. I think they've lost one game, but their second, third certainly aren't the powerhouse they've been in the past. But their first grade certainly is. They've got plenty of pitching. You know, they've got Oxpring and a few other guys, but they've got like really good hitting too. But yeah, so Blacktown, um, Borco. Macarthur um, and then Ride, Ride Manley and us are all kind of vying for those last that last spot. I think Rides Ride's kind of been a bit inconsistent, but they've found a way to to find themselves in the top four. I think they're actually third at the moment. They won a few games late, and they've been one of those guys that's um, that, that that benefits around this time too because they haven't lost as many guys to the to the national as, as as some of the other clubs. So, but yeah, it's sort of the same sort of clubs, I guess, are always around there, but. Yeah, manly, manly surprised. They 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 could be really good or really bad. We we touched them up in one game and they touched us up in another one. Um So it's sort of one of those. It's 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 just depends on who's pitching on the day and and who you've got. I mean, we we're rolling out a really young kid who's who's just yeah first year in in grey, second year under eighteen lefty from from Illawarra who's who's done a really good job for us. But yeah, he's still learning to pitch, and so some days he's really good, and the next day he could be really bad. You know, so it depends on what you get with him, but. Look, overall, I think the standard is not bad, and it's certainly it's fun. It's it's a, it's fun to be around in the first grade competition because you're just watching a lot of young kids. There's a lot more young kids playing first grade at the moment just because of, I think the ABL and and, and college and all those sorts of things. So there's a lot of young guys running around. So yeah, it kind of it, it kind of is maybe not as strong, but also it's kind of good to see some of these young kids performing in in, in, that, in that level.
2: Yeah, you need that mix really. It's great to see young mm-hmm. kids come through, but yeah, throwing in the veteran head, and I suppose. A lot just aren't around anymore, are they?
3: No, that's one of the big things. They are not around, and especially Cronulla. We were, talk, we were talking the other day. There's just some of the, and yeah, you would have played against some of those good guys in Cronulla when they were when they were at their peak. and – we just don't even have those guys around. I, I spoke to, um, actually ran into Jared Mangione the other day and he's going to come down and help us out of training a little bit. He, you know, had a bit of a chat to him. So just having him around will be will be a good help. And, you know, just, just trying to get some of those old, I spoke to Cav, just trying to get some of those old guys back and around the club and coming down to games and stuff just to build that, that you know, that club atmosphere, I guess. And, you know, as you and I don't know, David, when we had that at Marlins, it was great. But then we sort of lost that lot with guys just not wanting to come back and everyone sort of got busy and all those sorts of things. So, um, but having older heads is definitely important. Yeah, you, know, you can have all the young kids you like, but if you don't have those older heads to just yeah, I guess pull them into line a little bit, and yep. also to to kind of nurture them a little bit when things are going bad, or you know if, if yeah, shit's about to hit the fan, they can just sort of slow the game down a little bit and just put it back into control. And yeah, it was funny kind of listening to Cambo and 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 Blake Cavill the other day when we were playing. We would we um we up, we scored three or something against Greater Western, get up an eight spot in the first. And I'm like, oh my God. And and they're all just hits. So hit up the middle, hit up the middle. So it the errors or anything. And then but those guys just say, like, all right, boys, let's just keep just keep working, get, keep tacking it away. And you know, eventually we got it back and it ended up with, I think, you know, 10-9 or something like that. So it was a bit of a slugfest. but it was um, you know, those guys you didn't need that. If you don't have if you don't have those guys around that situation, the young guys just kind of, you know, lose the plot and the game's over.
0: Yep. For sure. <laughs> now with Marlins, mate, was that a bit of the case? The old head sort of went away and not many young uh, kids coming through. Um, was the numbers just the issue with the Marlins?
3: Oh, look, mate, that was the, the last two years have probably been, you know, for me really, really disappointing. You know, I, I I was really gutted two years ago with when we couldn't get the team in. And last year, again, this year, this year, yeah, it was just, it's just, um I, I guess the problem is we've lost a lot of the older guys. We've, the big, our biggest problem was that we just lost those, that that middle bracket, you know, the 24, 25-year-olds. We we lost a lot of those guys, you know. So eventually the 28, 29-year-old guys are just not going to want to travel anymore. And that's the way it's been Marlon's biggest problem, you know. Guys get to that point where they guess don't, you know, I just don't want to go to Sydney twice a week. I don't, you know, the Paddy Marts and those guys who could still be killing And You know, you watch him play in the winter League and Summer League, he's crushing balls, you know. You know, in State League, he could still be with the same thing. Yeah, even having those guys like Boss, Used to come down, you know. that yeah, he's got twenty five kids now or whatever, (laughs) and and mokes. You know what I mean? Like they just they don't their family life's taken over, and they don't they don't need to play state league anymore. It's not something it's passionate or meaningful for them anymore. So, but then we lost. I think we've got twelve or thirteen guys over playing college ball at the moment, Um, and that's that's a big that's a big task. As soon as you have that many guys out, um, it, it really throws you in the in the picture, which is great. The fact that we've developed them all to get over there and want to be over there and do that, but. Yeah, you on know, the flip side, just really killed us in terms of our numbers. Um, COVID really I think COVID was one of the big killers because I, especially for the Newcastle guys for some reason, like you know, the Reesers and those guys who were who were doing pretty good in first grade and, and really starting to shine after you know, come back from university over in the States and stuff. And then we had COVID and all of a sudden they're like, Oh, you know what, we've got better things to do with our Saturdays and Sundays. And and you know, I think I think so that was I think COVID was a really big um Oh, a big stamp on the Marlins' future. I think that was, I thought it might have been a great one Well, guys have had a rest now they'll be keen to get back into it. But on the flip side, it was just one of those things where a lot of guys just went, oh, I don't need to go back down there anymore. They've got better things to do. And and I think that was a real that was a real turning point for us. And, I mean, we've always struggled to feel third grade. It's always been our, our Achilles heel. And ever the competition has, third grade, I think Marlins will always struggle. Um, we always were able to do first grade and second grade and under-18s, but... Um, two years ago, we couldn't even get 18s. So um, this year, we would have had we would have had 18s in first grade field. Um, we would have been close in second grade, but we just we weren't even close in third grade. We just and, and I don't blame guys. Guys, guys are you know they can play they can play on the local league and play first grade at a pretty decent level in the local league. Um, you know, for the same, for cheaper costs than playing third grade. You know, and travel the countryside. So like, I can get why we just have the third grade, but um, it's disappointing because I just. For me, and, and I'm sure Dave, could that this Marlins gives kids a vision to where they want to go. Whether it's from Central Coast or Newcastle, it gave it gave opportunities for kids to come and go. I want to play there one day. Um, unfortunately, I don't think we'll have that now for a few years. And our and our player pool in Newcastle and Central Coast, and our juniors is just dying. Um, you know, there's just not enough cattle anymore, and and so therefore those kids, even if we start to get them, it's going to be a long a long process to try and build back the numbers, I guess, and, and start to get more players on the coast. But it, I think there's lots of, lots of reasons. I, th- I think the COVID was big. Newcastle hasn't really supported it over the last few years for, for a number of reasons. You know, there's some guys that drive past to go to Borco and ride because they get you know, influenced that way. And there's, there's other kids that just, you know, obviously don't want to travel. And there's, yeah you know, we used to get the young kids because their parents are happy to take them down with their own needs. But as soon as they finish 18, they're like, no, oh, I don't want to go anymore. Yeah, you know, so... Um, and Central Coast just don't have the player pool. We used to be able to supplement you know, a fair chunk of it from Central Coast players, but you know, the last couple of years, we just don't have those numbers anymore either. So, um, yeah, I was really devastated. I know a lot of the other guys who were, I know Cambo was, I know Buff was. I know um, the kids, yeah, Tristan and Kai, who were both playing for Manly, they were both, yeah, you know, the, the guys who, who want to play first grade didn't want to travel. You know, we all want to play on the coast. It's easier for training, easier for playing um, but unfortunately, it just yeah we just couldn't get enough numbers. So it, it was a really really sad day for me because you know, I worked really hard to try and keep keep the Marlins brand alive and stuff for the, for the young kids coming through, but also just for the guys who were there as well. Um, but yeah, we just I, I don't know what the I didn't know what the answer was. You know I don't know how we could find enough players and, and yeah you know, we we reached out we spoke to a lot of people we tried to get more people involved we tried to get you know um, a few guys from Newcastle involved to you know, come down and you know help out maybe coach stuff and. And, and be involved, but, yeah, we just couldn't get the commitment
2: from enough guys to make it viable, so had to withdraw, unfortunately. And we really were, like, Marlins really is one of those clubs that if they got rid of third grade, I think wouldn't be an issue. It's like if you had them all 18s, 2s and 1s, you could probably find the numbers to do that. And uh, and I was I'm chatting good, with Hando, uh about it, and he was saying just sort of how you put that to – you put that to the league and all that and they just really just didn't want a bar of it and they weren't too like helpful in a way to try and sort of accommodate to say, hey, we can do this, but yeah. we can't do the threes as well. And what Endo was saying, they just really didn't want to listen. No, that's exactly
3: right. And and I wrote a letter because he he sort of he, he sort of reached out and said, "How can I support?" Because he didn't want to see it die. Either. Mm. Yeah, he um yeah he had a passion for it. Yeah, so did Paul and 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 obviously yourself. And there's lots of guys who who, who had had a passion for Marlins and, and, and were a valuable asset to Marlins. and and you know and I know Hudders obviously uh, played for Marlins as well. So there's and there's lots of guys at Newcastle. you know, that didn't really want to see it fall, but. I think um, in the just in the big picture, we just can't we just can't get graded and, and the league, you know, it's kind of a bit hypocritical because at the moment, you know, uh, Mark Marino is all about trying to build juniors and on this and, and country areas and and kind of saying you know we've got to support country baseball and stuff like this. But then when we reached out and said, all right, from a state league perspective, we need to keep Marlins in because it's a country area. We need to keep you know this this avenue open. He was pretty much. Didn't want to really care about it, and know about it. So it's kind of, yeah, it was, they were quick to make decisions to go and the, and and the state league. It's just too hard for them because they're like, oh well, what do we do with the other team? It's it they they um they don't see big picture. They see club centric, and unfortunately, that's that's where the Marlins. We just. We're never going to have enough for third grade. It's just well, we just don't have enough numbers. But we always would have a we'd have a pretty competitive first, second, and eighteens if if the league ever goes that way. So mm. I think that way, if that ever happens, I think Marlins might be able to see the light of day again. But whatever, whatever we need four grades. I just I just don't I don't see it happening. Unfortunately, fair cool.
0: How about uh for Cronulla, mate? How are your under eighteens? How are they traveling this year? Uh, yeah, we're
3: doing we're doing good. We have got uh Jaden Jaden's coaching him, so he's it's his first year sort of really coaching that level and he's got one of the imports coaching with him and so I have to kind of sit there and keep him you know keep him on track he's a bit yeah a bit like Cavs sometimes you know where he just the yeah it's just that passion you know he, he, I think he's still a player sometimes when he's coaching so yeah things go wrong and you know, everything just goes and I think I always be like that when I first started coaching you know you you, you play on emotion a little bit so yeah I've got to kind of just keep trying to really mean a little bit during game time but yeah we're doing really well we're um currently in second or third I think and it's um it's pretty tight though the competition in ADs is really tight this year Borko and, and Ryder are probably the two best teams in terms of overall um, overall numbers and who they've got um, and then I think that after that it's a pretty good mix like MacArthur Manley us um, they're there's um, even Greater Western. We only beat them by one the other day. Like they're they're they've got some really good young kids in their in their lineup this year. They've really improved this year. So it's a it's a pretty tight competition. Like it could Canterbury. Even we play Canterbury the other day and beat them by one. They're they're sort of they're coming second last or something. And Macarthur we only beat by one. They're coming last. You know and they've got four state and two Australian players in their team. So it's pretty tight. Like it could get like there's five games to go. So it's still it could go anyway. You know we've just got to try and. To try and win I think three more to secure ourselves in the top four and then after that I think it's gonna be um I think the final series will be really good actually the competition there's got some really good talent and kids in there this year.
0: Awesome. How about uh your Wednesday nights mate? Have you got a Wednesday night uh low arm specialist in your Cronulla team? No <laughs> mate do you, you wanna run again? Do you, want
3: to, do you want to run again mate? I've got, we, we need some features you might be actually it might be a bit late to register but if you get your book, see, mate I'll I'll get you next year. Um if we, no, we actually the moment we're really struggling. We, yeah, we've had to unearth a few kids actually this year. We've got a couple of guys who have just come out of ADs the last few years, and um the Parker brothers. they they've done a really good job for us coming out of the pen, and yeah, you know, they've been like surprisingly, yeah, you know, for me, my surprise packet. Like a, they've just been really reliable. Um, they just compete, they find a way, and, and yeah, you know, they, they're not overpowering. They're not. They haven't got great stuff, but they compete and they they get on the mound and they just get after it. And, um, they've sort of kept us in a lot of games without with our very light pitching staff. You know, one of our imports was supposed to come out and, and um, our, our centre fielder, Mikey, who's, who's, who's a really good player, he he was supposed to be kind of a pitcher as well, but he's, he's only really thrown a couple of years because you know, his arm's been a bit sore and he's been a bit, you know, a bit sceptical about pitching a little bit. So uh, we've really scuffled in terms of who we use on the mound in our midweeks. We've used a few of our 18's, other 18s kids and, you know, we've scrapped around with a few guys here and there, but that's probably we haven't really had that guy and yeah, you know, I was hoping on Brooks being some you know getting some of those innings in, but as I said he's been injured and stuff. So and Alex Brooks, who was our other guy who we thought was gonna be our one of our guys, he's um he's pulled up sore too. So uh, we've had Brooke a few for a few midweek starts. So he sort of gives us away gave one or two innings and then yeah you know, obviously get is uh, that's it for him because of the ABL. So yeah, we really have struggled Wednesday nights but we um yeah, so we there's it's given up with other guys opportunities. And it's really good to see some of the progress of some of these guys who aren't really pitchers but have, have jumped on the mound and, and got it done for us.
0: It's always good to have those juniors able to throw a few innings and, I guess, bleed them in the first grade as well. It's, it's always a great opportunity for them on a Wednesday night.
3: Yeah, so it's, it's really a really great area though I think um, and, I, and I sort of I did a lot with balance too where, yeah you put some young kids in and and you know all of a sudden it can, it can backfire a little bit like you know yeah uh, you know, Parker Robinson for example he was he was going great and we used him a bit in first grade thinking he'd be able to cope, cope. and then yeah you know, he just got shelled quite a bit and I think he just lost all his confidence on the mound so he turned to here hit, he's hitting really good now actually yeah you know, which is probably a blessing in disguise in some respects like he's really hit the ball well but yeah you know, I think sometimes by putting him in too early it can certainly um it can certainly have the adverse effect too so i'm sort of a bit more cautious of that these days and trying to work out well yeah and try not to overthrow guys too you know i know you yeah with you and 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 and, and Glenn Man, all those guys yeah you know, we sort of just throw you out there say so just keep going so your arm falls off kind of thing but obviously with young guys we're a little bit more cautious of that so we um we have to be a little bit wary of how many they're throwing and how many knees they're throwing if they're throwing on the weekends and sort of manage that a little bit. But we've got a couple of really good young kids in Cronulla and we've given them opportunities and sometimes they've been good, sometimes they've been bad, but, you know, it's all that learning curve. And I think, you know, so for me, I'm just trying to monitor, not making them, you know, feel too much about the fact that they're getting shelled every week or and it's just a learning curve, but also try to get them to get some games in ADs too so they can feel confident about the fact that they can compete with their own age group and stuff like that too. We've got a young 16-year-old who, who's been pretty good for us, but same thing, you know, he's still learning how to pitch and and and, and dealing with the failures and all this stuff because kids don't like to fail very often. They're not used to it. So when they do, it's, it's a big eye-opener for them. So I think that's probably the thing that I, I guess I'm sort of learning still as a head coach is how to actually manage that, the, the, give them the blood, make sure we've got enough pitching to compete, but also trying to be wary of allowing the kids to grow at the right time and not push them into something that they that could could,
2: uh, I guess, affect their overall well-being and, and health as a picture. Need the slow veterans there, mate. So, I don't know, you might be a chance. Uh, uh, well for Ando, like Ando, Ando just, just lobbing him in there under the lights just to mix him up a bit. I right. did I did. Come back
3: last year for Marlins, but he still he just wouldn't do it. I'm like, I think it would take, he takes it, it would take him, yeah, you know, yeah, you, know, you have his plan for six months prior to pitching again. I think he probably needs at least three years now to get himself back and ready. So, it might um, affect
2: his golf too much,
3: yeah, that's right. So, um, I did try and beg brother the other day, try to get him back for Marlins, too, and he was tempted till he got hurt. So, yeah, you know, we, we just, um, I think, I think we've just, there's not a lot of pitching in this in, in the country at the moment, you know, compared to what we used to have. So, I think, you know, that. Trying to find some guys, and especially if you've got some decent ones, you definitely want to look after them. Sure. Hutto, you're a cheat,
2: mate.
0: I don't reckon I can make the plate anymore. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that, that might be a bit my fault, Hutto. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Maybe it's a triathlon, either before or after the games.
3: Oh, yeah, that, that, that was um, that's actually one of my greatest memories, Hutto. I think, um, and I think we've talked about this before, but I remember we we're we were at um, we we're playing it. Uh, where was it, it was, it was an orbit game, we were playing yep. at Fairfield, uh, we were playing yep. at Fairfield, and, um, and Hutto, Hutto was running late, and I'm like, where, where is he, yeah, what, what's going on, we, he's got a pitch in like half an hour, anyway, Hutto comes flying in with like half an hour to go, and I'm like, where are you, where are you been, mate, he goes, oh, sorry, mate, my own mate took me a little bit longer than I expected,
2: <laughs> so,
3: <laughs> but I'll be good, I'll be ready to go, I think he went out and threw seventy innings or something that day, but, uh, I still used to just marvel at the fact that he just he just ran out and did an Ironman before he pitched and still was able to compete for seventeen. innings. So, um, yeah, they, they were the days, right, Hutto? They oh, were a
0: few years ago, mate. <laughs> <laughs>
3: the, the, the dream is still football. alive, Hutto. The well, dream we'll is go. still alive,
1: mate. Joey, yeah. Mitch, Joey Mitchell's taken up your uh, mantle, actually. Yeah. So, all winter, he was doing the same thing. He's going and doing a marathon, a marathon and then turning up the next day and playing second grade and first grade at Toronto. So,
3: Beauty. you know, he's He's no
1: spring chicken either, old Joey Mitchell. Nice.
3: No. So, he, played, he played first grade for a while too, so yeah. he, uh, he wasn't doing marathons back then, though. No, so. <laughs> no. I
0: guarantee the uh, Toronto Tigers third grade team this year, Randall, there'll be no marathons before that.
1: Mate, <laughs> the only marathon the coach will be giving you to do is a, a drinking marathon. <laughs> yes. so I, I'll give you the hot tip.
0: Oh, uh, Thanks for joining us, Sean. Uh, we wish you good luck for the rest of the year, mate. Uh we'll be keeping our eyes out. Only five weeks to go in the comp. Obviously, uh finals, finals time. Should be good. Yeah, mate. And uh
3: we wish you all the best. Thanks, mate. i really enjoying. it. yeah, the one the one thing i just add too is um really heavily involved with this junior stuff at the moment with um Cav and the the um, stuff we got away to America this year with that it was amazing. You know, um, getting to go with my son and play, you know, play for Australia, coach to coach was really, was really great. But, um, you know, the vision of having kids play more baseball, where we're, we're in the process of, of working with Newcastle at the moment to try and work out how Central Coast and Newcastle can join together and and you know, create you know, more opportunities for kids and, and give, give more, um, give more chance for, I guess competitiveness so i hope that that turns out to be a positive and, and not you know we can get through all of the you know politics stuff of newcastle versus central coast it's it's pretty tough at the moment because it's, it's at the moment it's all about newcastle but I'm, I'm thinking hopefully it's going to be a a collaborative approach and we'll um we'll grow the game and and hopefully one day we'll, we'll be back at marlins and and have really you know newcastle Central coast working together to create to create a really good product yeah.
1: I, I did see actually the um during the week there was something that came out on the on their facebook page yeah about the juniors i know my young bloke is in the under under 12s kind yeah. of academy of sport so they they call it <laughs> um and yeah the call had been put out for you know if you want to try out for that for yeah. that comp blah 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 and i sort of i personally had a look around and went well oh, I don't know how Newcastle send away a team of 13 14 15 kids that could even be competitive um so when them saying they can join with they're looking at joining with the Central Coast hopefully yeah. that can really build some of that some of that competitiveness and get the, get the kids playing we That's went right. away for we went away for the Country Carnival in October and under 12s was Illawarra and Newcastle that was it you know it was yeah. really disappointing to see just from when I was a kid and probably you guys are same, you know, and you go away and every Newcastle had two teams in every age group. Central Coast had two teams, every age group. You know, you had Wagga, Far North Coast, Mid North Coast.
2: Yeah. You know, Tamworth. It's, it's, Tamworth, it's really Tamworth, yeah, Coughs.
3: And, and that's where country baseball is at the moment. We just don't have the playing pool of the numbers. So whatever we can do to try and bolster that and and, and, and bring everyone under the same umbrella and, and get a better – and and get more kids playing again. Like I said, make make baseball fun so if more kids want to play again. Hopefully that'll, you know, drive the passion to to make it better. Because our products aren't great at the moment. You the products not great. Central so post products not great. And, and you know, if you want kids to play, you want a, a good product. As I, I know, Dave's Dave kids have got a cricket and killing it. So um, yeah, obviously the baseball product wasn't good enough for them. So we yeah we've got to do something. We've got to do something to make our products better. So hopefully this this might be the step in the right direction. I hope so.
1: It's quality coaching too that we need. That's something that I, I do notice. Like you know, it's people like myself and parents, you know, that have played my whole life, but still doesn't mean you can coach, you know. Yeah. Like but still go out there, and it's a lot of just parents just trying to put their hand up and help out, and the kids are missing out on those finer, finer details and you know proper, proper technical stuff. You know, like I, I look at the under under twelves Newcastle competition and you watch it, four four balls and then a the soft toss, you know, yeah. and they just you know, the catcher there's no there's no stealing. So the ball goes past the catcher and they stand up, turn around, dawdle back to the net, pick it up, walk yeah, that, back. Does
3: develop those skills, does
1: it? It wasn't there when I was a kid. That was you know, my mind you, I, my teammate that was catching for me was Ryan Roland Smith. But you know oh, that was okay. a, Yeah, left handed <laughs> catcher you know, in, in under 12s. but
3: You made yeah. a good to get a pitching, huh?
1: <laughs> he did. He did. But the, the quality and the, the, the levels is completely different to what it was. And Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. How, how, do, how do we get it back? But we need it.
3: Yeah, definitely. I think get more play time and that's why, you know, what cans do you what I think New South Wales are kind of jumping on board. There's, there's a lot more baseball being offered out there at the moment. So I think everyone's realised that their kids want to play. It's just a matter of what, what pathway you want to take and how you want to get there and, and, um, and, you know, for me, it's all about developing the game and giving kids opportunities. And if we can do that, then we're going to we're gonna have some success down the, down the future. But it was really eye opening to see, you yeah, know, and I'm sure Cavs talked to you guys about it, but, you know, if one of the teams we faced when we went to America, the first guy was throwing 82 at 13 years old. You know, we, we were lucky. We had our best guy throwing 75. You know, and the majority of the kids over there were throwing 78 82. So, you know, it, it's a long way. We're a long way from that, but, you know, the, the, we're a chance to be there with, with some right right programs and right people involved. So yeah,
1: 78 to 82, that's by me anyway. <laughs> yeah.
3: you, that
0: 32 that you got, Randall, you wouldn't be able it's to... That's about, yeah. about
3: Hutto now, maybe. Nah.
1: I wouldn't be able to get the head out on that thing.
0: <laughs> the only time I've got about 80 mile an hour is when I'm putting them through the machine. <laughs>
3: well, I mean. might, might still have that with his funky three-quarter thing going yeah. on, though.
2: Mate, me and TP throwing batting practice, you just, you just don't stop throwing. That's right. <laughs> you can't, can't sort of wither off if you don't stop throwing. Exactly. That's what I've been in cricket. They don't warm up. It's like every every time we have a few throws and it's like, hey, hey, settle down, settle down. It's like, this is nothing. And these blokes <laughs> are like, just take it easy. It's like, okay, Yep, yeah, no worries.
1: <laughs> you always found a few extra kilometres though, Hado, when you were uh... – when you were trying to hit someone. That was about it.
0: But I never on purpose tried to hit anybody, did I? <laughs> I
1: don't know. There was a signal from the catcher. That's all I remember. Uh, I don't remember anything.
2: So that's the yeah. catcher. That's not the pitcher. Cat. It's pitcher just that's throwing right. it where the catcher wanted it.
0: Did you ever see well, me shake anybody off, Randall?
1: No, and, but I was the catcher. That's the problem. Oh, right. <laughs> you should have been shaking me <laughs> uh, I was guessing. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> I think it was oh. just a big one of these ones, wasn't it? And oh, that was, oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, no, thanks, thanks, for joining us, mate. No, I appreciate uh, it. Anytime. And
3: yeah, I'm really honored to, to be on here. And um, it's been great having a chat with you guys.
0: No worries, mate. Thank you. been
3: uh, a good okay. catch
2: up, Smithy. Okay. Thanks, thanks,
0: guys. Yeah, it was good to have Sean on, uh, lads, talking a bit of State League Baseball, something we haven't talked about much um, this year. And also, uh, talking about some juniors coming through and what's happening between Newcastle and Central Coast. Uh, but it's time to move off baseball.
1: We're going to go to the NFL. What's going on in the NFL, Randall? NFL, mate. She wrapped up today. Regular season finished today. with What did we have? We had half a dozen games today, I think. Yeah, there, there were plenty of games on. So um, now we've got all that. It's all said and done. Division winners for this year. So we've got the AFC East the bills 13 and three AFC North the Bengals 12 and four they pumped the old Ravens today um, AFC South Jaguars they they've taken that out nine nine and eight uh, the AFC West Hudson Chiefs up there 14 and three well done A- NFC East the Eagles 14 and 3. NFC North the Vikings 13 and 4 NFC South the Bucks 8-9 losing <laughs> losing record and they still they still took the division it's a pretty piss poor division isn't it
0: yeah
1: and the NFC West the 49ers 13 and 4 so this week we've got our wild card wild card games sunday we've got the Seahawks versus the 49ers who Do you just like 49ers? 49ers, 49ers? yeah. Yep. I think that's unanimous. And then we've also got the Chargers and the Jags. Who do you just like? Jags,
2: yeah. No, I'm going the Chargers. It, Jags are getting there, but I think the Chargers,
1: yep. I'm going to the Jags as well. Chargers were 10 and 7 to finish the season. Jags are 9 and 8. Uh, Monday. Dolphins versus the Bills. I think that's going to be a pretty good game, but I think the Bills will run away with it. Yeah, I think so too. Bills. Bills. Uh, the Giants versus the Vikings. So hands down, I think Vikings.
0: Yeah, Vikings yep. for me.
1: Vikings. Yep. Giants haven't really impressed me late They've in the season. died in nope.
0: the ass the last four
1: weeks. Yep. Um, the rematch from this week, Ravens versus the Bengals. I don't want to hear what you have to man. say. Mate, I, I
2: reckon I, think,
0: I reckon the Ravens will lead in the first three quarters, and then they'll get the, <laughs>
2: prediction. Yeah, Bengals for us. Sorry,
1: mate. No, uh, that's all right. I'm understanding. I, uh, if Lamar Jackson plays, I'll say the Ravens. If if he doesn't play, there's no way they can beat the Bengals. I don't think. Yeah. Um. Even if he does play, who knows? He's been he's missed what's. Six weeks, five it's weeks, or something.
2: A, it's a big ass comeback after yeah.
1: that time off. Yep, especially against Burrow, he's he's playing pretty good. Um, and then Tuesday gets rounded out with the Cowboys versus the Bucks.
2: What he is like here?
0: Cowboys, I'm going against the Buccaneers. Yeah.
2: Okay, yeah. neither team's been great, but I'll go with Cowboys. Cowboys got a hiding today. I didn't I think,
0: say that. I think, I
2: think it was today
1: they played. They they got. Well, anyway,
2: they got yeah towed up by the oh sorry commanders by
1: oh, commanders it was the, it was Washington yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the Bucks. I, I don't think Dak Prescott can lead the Cowboys against um against Brady. I think that's all it'll be. It'll be that wealth of experience from Brady. I think he'll get them over the line, but that'll be it for the Bucks. They won't get past this after this week. They won't get past the next week.
2: Yep, that's fair call. Cool.
1: But I, I don't think, yeah, Prescott hasn't been very impressive. So no. I think Brady will be too much class for him in a big game. Yep. That's it for the uh, NFL this week. So well,
0: we're, we're on the NFL, mate. Um, <laughs> just obviously, the <laughs> situation that happened last week, um, pretty big in the game. Yep. Uh, for those living under a rock and don't know about it, Go and have a look online. I don't really want to talk too much about it, but I did did want to bring it up and and say that obviously everybody's uh, hoping that he gets better and uh, makes a speedy recovery.
1: Yeah, he he's I know he's um, FaceTimed into team meetings and had it and spoken to guys and, and and whatnot. Now that he's had his um, breathing tube removed and whatever, um, I haven't really heard on how his actual health is,
2: but yeah. Apparently, yeah, he, he took a bit of progress today in what he was talking, but uh, a nice moment happened uh, when the Bills gave the game ball to the team doctor who performed the CPR on the field on him mm. uh, for, what was it, nine minutes or whatever. So yeah. uh, that, that was a great, great moment that happened today. It's like one of the game-winning balls just boom, straight to the, the team doctor. So that, that's, that's a nice moment. And the way the whole league has just sort of – closed in around that like what's the jaguars game at the end of the start or the end both teams came together and took a knee for it so yeah. um good scenes
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, i know i was watching the game when it all went down and no one really knew what was going on i don't know if, if you guys are watching it or not. i think i sent a few messages to you but i can't really remember it, it was it was after midday so i'd had a few drinks um i had been on holidays but um yeah, it sort of had that bit of a ring. Like the Americans, they were all like, "Oh, we've never ever seen anything like this before," or all that sort of stuff. I guess we 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 have with the whole Phil Hughes sort of situation where we've been exposed to this as as Australians watching cricket. Um, it sort of had that bit of vibe where they were all sort of like, "Oh, we we really don't know what's going on," and you could sort of tell that there was, you know. Yeah, Send some shockwaves through the um, through the media and through the through the uh, whole football community and and everything like that too.
0: Yeah, when you see players sort of holding their heads and like
1: openly crying,
0: you know, openly crying, and people to the side, and you know people taking people away from the area, it, yep. it was pretty hectic. Mm. Um, that I mean, the sport has seen it before. Um, the two blokes on, um, part of the interruption, I forget their names all the time, but Wilbur and Wilborn and whatever his name is, but they were talking about it and they come up with about eight or nine different uh, players that, you know, it's happened in different sports and things like that. Um, has happened before, but not in the modern day. So it was... No,
2: it's not quite... with the media attention that you get these days. Yeah. With social media and everything, everyone with Absolutely. camera phones and just... Million angles of it, yeah. Yeah, that's it.
0: No, it was definitely hectic to see, so yeah, we don't want to see any more of that going on, that's for sure.
1: No, no, that's right. And yeah, hope all the best for it for uh, Damar, but yeah, moving right along.
0: Yeah, well, while we're just talking about the NFL, mate, like I know that your Ravens are in Randall and the Chiefs are in Dave, we're talking about this a few podcasts back about. You know, that game where they tied, where they could have got that extra point or whatever. It's cost them. You've
2: picked it. I picked it. And I picked it from probably week three that Washington always miss out on a wild card by half a game or a game. They're that sort of team where they'll go out and get flogged by no one. And then, like today, go out and beat Cowboys convincingly.
0: Yeah.
2: It's like the joy of being a Washington supporter.
0: I reckon it's because they keep
1: changing their name. Yeah, for
2: sure. Yeah, for
0: because
1: sure. what what did it come down to, Davo? They they needed Green Green Bay to to win or something, and they had to win, and Green Bay had to win, and somebody else had to lose, and they may have had a chance of sneaking in for a wild card
2: spot or something. Yeah, yeah. oh, it's it's something like that every year. Every year, it's a different scenario that if three or four things happen, they're in. But it's like, well, if they just had to beat the Giants instead of that tie, done. That's it. You take it out of,
1: take it out of the, anyone else's hands. You do it yourself, yeah. you know, as they always say.
2: Yep. That's sport. It mm-hmm. is.
0: All right, Davo, you got some cricket for us? There's been heaps of cricket going on.
2: A lot of cricket going on. Yeah. Um, Looks like the Hurricanes are doing it pretty easy against the Stars tonight. They only need 23 off 36 to beat them. Oh, hello. That's a big one into the crowd. Um, so the Stars have been disappointing. Uh, the Test Series has done and dusted for summer. Uh, convincing win over South Africa. Uh, it's a shame there was a bit of rain around for the Sydney Test. I know... They're winching about. Oh, I should move the Sydney test because the number of days lost, and they put up a stat as to how many days lost compared to Brisbane and Perth and all that. Compare how many games have been played at Sydney to those other ones, and I'm sure the ratios work out quite even. So, yes. I hope they keep it as it is. But uh, it was a good series. Um, South Africa did well to hold on that last day. Um, so I think it showed we're still lacking another spinner. Poor old Agar, he just wasn't up to it. But Travis Head, he, he stood up well. Labuschagne's always going to say he should be the number two spinner, probably says he should be the number one spinner. Uh, but I was surprised Warner got player of the series. Uh, fair enough, he had two, He got the 200, but that was it. To me, I, I probably would have given it to Kwaja or uh, Travis Head, but no. we're not the selectors or the people that choose that. We're just the dribblers here on a, a week night. But uh, just a good dominant display. So now some test stars come back to the Big Bash. Uh, some have a rest. So uh, the women the women play Pakistan. They've got a couple of one-day games coming up. Uh, so we'll have Big Bash, women's, and then we head off to um, India for our next test series, which will be a, a real sort of test in a way for where we're at. Uh, for that But looking forward to some of the Test stars coming back for the Big Bash yep. uh, Scorchers are Out in front as usual uh, They're not really got many Test players coming back but the Sixers Are coming second They get um, Steve Smith And Nathan Lyon back So Lyon and uh, Murphy Working together with Socky that that all work out pretty well for them But I think Adelaide's a team to watch out for They're playing pretty good cricket at the moment and to get back, Alex Carey and Travis Head uh, could be the, the two players that send them to the top. So uh, the Thunder, Randall's team, mate, they get bowled out for 15. <laughs> and now they're, now they're coming third, I think.
1: Yeah, lost, the loss last night dropped them back to third.
2: Yep. And they've got Warner and uh, Uzi back for them.
1: Actually, actually, I was having a look today. Usman, is actually going to Brisbane.
2: He's gone to Brisbane.
1: Yes, so him and Minus and Matt Renshaw are all back for for Brisbane.
2: Okay, um, they need the help. I don't. I don't know if it'll help them that much. Um, but yeah, so Thunder they've been playing all right. They didn't last night in the Sydney Smash. It's good to see the Sixers get up. Um, so, but it's been a pretty good even combo. Disappointed with Melbourne. Like, normally, they, they go pretty well. They've always been up there. But I think the Renegades
1: year... are in fourth or something, aren't they? Or third. Yep. They're yep. up there as well. So, the Renegades, renegades are up are there.
2: Going okay. So, the top five is close when you've got the Scorchers, the Sixers, uh, the Thunder, Renegades, and Strikers there. Um, and then Hurricanes can turn it on like they have tonight. So, it should make for an interesting last last few games.
1: Yeah, it, I had a bit of a look, Dave, though, at... Um... You know these players that are coming back in. It's. I think it's going to be more about the players that are gone. Um, just having yeah, a look the there. Pop, the um,
2: Pommy guys are gone.
1: So the Thunder are losing or lost Alex Hales and Riley Rousseau. Yep. The Sixers lost, lost. James Vince, Chris, Chris Jordan, Jordan, and Naveen Alhokmarid. Yep. No I lost. Control really. that again. Uh, I can't. <laughs> the strikers. I think that's going to hurt them. They've lost Chris Lynn and Rashid Khan. So, where's Chris
2: Lynn gone? Because
1: I have no idea, <laughs> but that's what it's telling me right here on the website that Chris Lynn and Rashid Khan are exits.
2: Yeah, and I and think Bolt is Bolt leaving Stars as well. Bolt leaves the Stars.
1: Um, Brisbane Heat lose Sam Billings and Colin Munro. Yep. The Scorchers are losing Adam Liff and. Faf
2: C, Which Faf uh, hasn't done a great deal for no. him. He's, he's been a bit of a bust for them, actually. Like, well, world class player, maybe just out of a bit of form, but yep. hasn't set the world on fire.
1: No, probably hasn't had enough game time recently no. either. Um, the Renegades lose Majib. Um, and the Hurricanes, they lose Jimmy Neesham and Shadab Khan. So. There's a, a lot of, guys. there's quite a few players, and there, it's a lot of the internationals that are all gone. So I'd be interested to see if they've got other internationals coming in to replace them or not, or what the what mm. the rulings rules are there. But coming
2: back, you've got the
1: Sixers, yeah, like you said, Lyon and, and Smith.
2: Because there's Vince and Najim sort of taken care of.
1: Yep, um, and then you've got the Heat: Lavashane, Kawaja, and Renshaw. So, Renshaw only missed the, Sydney, the games during the Sydney test anyway. Yeah. He was already in the side. But he'll replace, I guess they both replace Sam Billings and Colin Munro. Yep. Um, which is all right. Well, the Thunder fun get Warner, but they've lost Hales and Riley Rousseau. Riley Rousseau, I think he's had one good innings. Yeah. Um,
2: Hales, well, you just never know what he's going to do, do you? bit the same with Warner. Yeah. You never know what he's going to do. So, it's same for same there.
1: Yep. um yeah and then the strikers that getting back Kerry and heads a massive massive boost for them but yeah Chris Lynn that's a big loss and so's Rashid Khan
2: Look. I think Khan's a bigger loss than Lynn Lynn's been very hot and cold but I think the way Carry and head have been playing that I would take walk those, in, don't they yeah. yeah I'd take those two, and they can they can win a game for you like I know Chris Lynn can Set the world on fire with his fast-paced and big hitting, yep. but so can so can Travis Head. Like it's surprising how good a twenty-twenty player he is. But can he'll be the big loss for them, being the good spinner he is. Yeah,
1: he, I, th- I think over over the years, I think people, especially the batsmen in Australia in the Big Bash, have gotten better at playing him. Yeah, he, he doesn't get the wickets that he used to when he was that mystery spinner. Like a, I still don't think they pick him, but they just seem to play him a lot better. They just noodle him around a little bit and, you know, don't they, let him take they wickets. Just want
2: to see, they just want to see him off. Yeah. And that's what most teams have done. They're like, he's not taking the wickets, but he's occupying an end, getting yeah. quite a few dot balls. And sort of, if that's in a power play or something, that that makes a world of difference. But you're right. They're watching more video. They're trying to pick more out of the hand. They're seeing him more. Let's say there's yeah. more big exactly. bash games yeah. going on. So, it's like any sport. You see an opposition player more and more, you're gonna gonna get used to them.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. Exactly
2: right,
0: for sure. Oh
2: uh, yeah. But bring it on. Bring on more cricket.
0: Enjoyed watching those couple of games over the last sort of few days. I haven't watched a whole heap this season, so it's good to sort of catch up a bit and yeah, and see it. The quality's
1: um, been the quality has been good in the Big Bash. this
2: year,
0: except for that innings where there was the fifteen runs or whatever. But I didn't watch that game, so I don't care. But it's
2: I it's did great. I it was a great it. game.
1: I, I watched it too. It
2: wasn't
1: When they came out and scored two hundred and something a few, you know, a week or two later, yeah, that was different. That yeah. was okay.
2: Yeah, but the standard of fielding those mm. is. Gone up so much just in Australian Cricket like in the test team Test team in the Big Bash like we're setting standards That other countries Are just lagging behind like I watched some of the um, New Zealand Pakistan test And while it was a great test and came Right down to the wire again They just fall short of where the Fielding standards so it's great To see
1: Talking about fielding Davo Could be the wine of the week Actually but um Ugh. The catch, the catch. That's a six. Oh, Sorry. How the, how the hell can that be a, a legit thing? That you throw the ball up in the air, stand out of on the other side out of out of play, yeah, jump up in the air bad. and paddle it back, and then run back in. Yeah. Like you kidding, are you? But, that, are you, that's but catching, slippery. you can't you can't catch and carry. You make a diving catch. And slide on the ground and slide into the rope, or on, land on top of the rope. And no, oh, yep. no, that's six, or that's four. Like, yeah, you know, what a what a absolute load of
2: horseshit. Yeah.
1: They like, need to look serious. at
2: that rule. It's an absolute joke. And I go back to saying it: push the boundaries back out. They're trying to make it for the fiends and for the hitters to hit sixes uh, by pushing the boundaries in that far. If you've got the boundary out about four feet from the fence, so you provide that safety for fielders. But it stops things like that. And I'm sorry, I get the ones where if you catch it, you've gone over, thrown it back up, jumped straight back in the field of play and caught it. I'm all for oh, that. But you when can't you can't
1: leave the field, you can't leave from out of the field of play and touch yes. the ball. Yeah, that's right.
0: I'm old school. Bring back the white picket fence.
1: And you can lean on it or whatever. Like, okay, whatever.
0: Yeah. But, but saying that Beers right at him. <laughs> All, all, all the abuse, yeah.
1: um,
0: and they can't make that sick thing happen.
1: The, the interesting thing is, with, with the way that rule is, I don't understand why you've got players that stand there at the rope and try to make a big jumping catch and fall backwards over the rope. Start five metres behind the rope. After the ball's hit, step back over the rope, run in, mm. and jump. And then you land, you know, you're still getting your, your jump in, but your momentum's going forward instead of going backwards. It's no different, is it? You're in the air when you touch the ball, and when you touch the ground with the ball, you're in the field of play. So technically, that that should be
0: out on the field of play,
1: though. They would would be on the field, but once the ball's been hit, they could step back over the rope
2: and then run in. Yeah. First contact Uh, has to be inside the field of play.
0: Yeah.
2: Right. So they. Okay. Right. So for it to be so deemed a fair catch, you have to uh, the first contact has to be within the field of play.
1: Okay, so you can't you, you can't have stepped back outside of the rope and run in from outside. You need to have been inside the rope, batted and, it up or thrown it yeah, up. Yep. Then you can go outside and you can do your little jump parry or whatever you yes. want to call it. Well, uh, I say, what's say, You just change it. Throw you, the rope out. Yeah, <laughs> can't have it.
2: It right. just, that, oh, that could, me that could off, be a whole mate. episode. That could be a whole episode itself. Let's oh. leave
0: the cricket there because that 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 was brutal. Watching that, oh
1: mate. it was, and it's it, a mockery. It just, it, it just pissed me off. Just, just sitting yeah. there watching, going, "That that is not that is not out." Yeah, no, yeah. but it was, but it was.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right. ABL. <laughs> I'm just going to go with the standings. Uh. We've been we're we're running out of time, I think, fellas. Big shout out to Big Boss, three hundredth game on the weekend. Congratulations, mate! Uh, Massive. Bossy. Uh, Adelaide Giants are twenty and twelve, the Heat are eighteen and fourteen. Melbourne Aces behind them, uh, tied with Geelong career with twelve and nineteen. On the other division, the Northeast Division, the Brisbane Bandits are 25 and seven. They are way out in front.
2: They've Auckland, clinched. They're already, they've, they've clinched their okay. playoff spot. They're that yep. far in front.
0: Yeah, smashed it. Now, this is a, a good battle. Auckland and Canberra are 14 and 16. So, obviously, we've got a few friends that are playing with Canberra. Uh, Canberra. So, good luck to them. But uh, I think the Auckland are. Gonna do them over. Uh,
1: they got washed out against each other over the weekend, didn't they? They only got one or they only got two games in. Two games, I think they got out in. of four. Yeah, mind you, Canberra have got the Blue Sox coming up, I think so.
0: Yeah, well, they've got them last round definitely.
1: what, what is it? Two weeks left, I think.
0: I think so. Yeah, We're going into round weeks. nine, so I think there's ten yeah. rounds. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Blue Sox are ten and twenty-two, so they're not they're not going to be able to make it. Um yeah, I, I only watched a little bit over the weekend. Uh watched a good game with um Canberra and where they won 3 2. It was a quality game. Um do you guys see any any of the baseball?
1: I was watching cricket, mate. Yeah, sorry. Well same I, thing. I was watching the rain.
0: Sorry. Yeah, cool. <laughs> uh the only other couple of things I want to bring up before we go. I know we're running out of time. Aussie opens coming up starts, I think, next Monday. The qualifier series is on right now. Um so that'll be that'll be good for the tennis fans. It's always good to watch the Aussie Open. I'll always flick it on at night. Maybe we're gonna have to have two TVs running, bit of cricket, bit of tennis. But um you, you fellows follow the tennis when it's on for the Aussie Open?
2: Yeah, I watch it every so often. It, it like you say, it's on so it's it's good to watch. It's prime time like at night. Yeah. You just flick it on depending on who's playing. And
0: yeah,
2: same
1: same. It's just whatever's on's on.
0: Yeah. you know, you know if there's
1: if there's an Aussie playing, I'll generally flick it on and keep track. But you know, a bit bit like the World Cup for me, I just sort of throw it on. So watch it's something. The vinyl. So there's something on. Watch the final. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I watch yeah. a little bit.
0: the only other one I want to bring up, guys, is uh, Carlos Correa. Is he going to be a Met? What's he doing?
1: Back to the
3: twins.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I I, I don't know if he is. Is he? Uh, They keep keep saying, like, talks are breaking down.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So two days ago, they said the talks are breaking down. Uh, When was it? July. Sorry. January 6th. Mets reportedly considered walking away from Correa. And then January 8th, Mets still most likely a landing spot for Correa. So there's still talks uh, and things going on. It is crazy. So first of all, with the Giants, when he they walked the Giants walked away from him, you know, everyone's gone into a frenzy saying, oh, it's unheard of. Now with the Mets, I don't know. What's your thoughts? Is he going to end up at the Mets?
1: I don't know. I- I guess we just don't know what's going on, do you, really? Like what's happening behind the scenes? There there seems to be some sort of stalemate between them for some reason and it keeps coming up while they're not happy with the information they're being provided about, you know, his medical records and this
2: and that. So Who knows? I think he will, but it will only be maybe seven to eight years and quite a bit less money.
1: Yeah.
0: I think there might be some clauses around him actually playing in the later years as well. And yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, look—he's look, oh, look, been healthy. He's, uh, this happened in in, in his uh, minor league playing yeah. days. so I mean, he's been healthy his whole career. Um,
2: it only takes one it, slide. It
1: yeah. does, but if he's if he's if he's confident that there's not a problem. And they're worried so much. Why? Why not just put the clause in there saying that if there is an injury sustained, it you know regarding whatever had happened, whatever these previous existing injury was, then there should be an opt out clause for the for the for the club. Yeah. You know, if it's you know if it's not that big of a deal, then he should be able to happily sign a piece of paper and say, yep, yeah, part of my contract will be if if that existing injury mm. causes long term damage or you know the inability for me inability for me to fulfill my contract and play, then my contract's forfeit.
0: Yeah.
2: That's that could be the wording they're they're working on at the moment.
0: Yeah, I'd say so. All right, fellas. Have a good week. And uh We'll catch up at some stage next
1: week. Yeah. Shout out to those guys from the under-16s and under-18s, Australian youth champs for baseball Blacktown this weekend. Go well, guys. All the guys from Newcastle, Central Coast that we've talked about, especially our Toronto Tiger, Benny Frost, mate. Go well. On you, Benny. Um, Yeah. So good luck to those guys over the coming eight days, I think it is.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, good luck, guys, and uh, and good luck to your young ones, Davey. Heading up to Singleton.
2: Yeah, good luck, to Central Coast. Like Hundred degrees, uh, thirty-one, thirty-two. So that's Beautiful. quite quite nice for Singleton.
1: I should be home every other day, though, If you need to stop in for a beer on your way back home, mate.
2: Nah, uh, the missus and Ella they're staying up there for the three nights. So, but I'll travel up. Thursday night, and then watch the watch the last day. So, hopefully, it should be some good cricket. Beautiful.
1: So, is that Friday? Is it? Yeah. Oh, mate, I've worked from home on a Friday, so whatever time you're heading and pass, beers yeah. are on.
2: Sounds good. It's, on, it's right.
1: It's right on the way. So. It is. It is. All right. No worries.
2: Have
0: a good week. We'll talk to you
2: uh, soon. All right. Catch all right. you guys. See Thanks. you, fellas.